0: The reading is taken from the St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 15 to 21. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
1: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we begin this new year, may we sit under your word. May we be filled by it and changed by it, and may we live out this year in a way which brings glory to your name. Amen. We're still in the season of Advent. Uh, Well, just about. We're still in the season of Christmas and all that goes on and it is the uh, seventh, eighth day of Christmas. Uh, We were trying to work out just before the service how many lords are leaping or pipers piping that means for us at the minute. But more importantly, perhaps you've realized that today is New Year's Day. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you. Um, We've come a long way in a year, if we think back where we were this time last year, there were still a lot more masks on, there was still uh, a lot more social distancing and a lot has changed within this year of 2022 and I imagine lots will change for us in this year ahead as well. Personally within our family we have a, a house move coming up. We're still not sure where we're moving to but we'll have a church move and a house move and the end of study and lots of big changes for us in 2023. I've been reflecting a little bit on my family uh, and, and some of New Year's resolutions I've made over the past number of years. Uh, within my family I, I grew up, there were four of us. There was, uh, My mum who taught me a lot about my faith, mum is still the treasurer in Glenavy Parish which is within our rural deanery uh, just nearby. Uh, brought me up, made sure that I was involved in church uh, and really strengthened and deepened my faith in many ways. My dad is a labourer by trade. Uh, always made sure that I knew hard work, that uh, working for my family and making sure I had enough to provide for them. Uh, I was taught that I, in the summers I went out and worked for dad. Dad put down tarmac. Uh, and, and, um, or, or bitumen or even laid Ashford turf pitches uh, l- later on in his career and I was taught never stand and do nothing when you're standing doing nothing you'll be given a job so you need to pick up a brush and find a job before I give you a job uh, you shouldn't be extra work for the people around you uh, and my older brother Neil I learned from him what many of us have learned from older siblings how to have thick skin um, for, uh, for many years Neil didn't refer to me by name, I was only Shorty. Shorty was the only name I was given because he was bigger than me and then I turned 16 and finally I overtook him. I'm the tallest in the household now uh, and, and yet he doesn't respond to Shorty anymore. Over the summer, uh, brothers, siblings as they do, know just how to cut right to your core sometimes. We were sitting having a barbecue in August one day and uh, we were enjoying the weather and sitting in his back garden and he looked at me and he went Gareth you're getting a wee belly like mine (laughs) it cut so I I thought right I'm going to be healthier I'm going to start eating better and slowly but surely I started to, to to lose that bit of weight I exercised I was running I was eating better And um, just about the end of November, I hit my target goal, where I wanted to be, and my my target weight that that I'd wanted to reach. And then for some reason, two nights ago, in the evening, I decided to get on the scales. Scales should be banned between December 25th and January 1st. So I got on the scales, and there that number's right back up to where it was in the middle of August again. So I've set another New Year's resolution, as of today I'm going to lose that weight back off again, I'm going to get down to where I am, I'm going to make that healthy decision. But you ask yourself a question of why we make our resolutions. Why is it we make New Year's resolutions? Is it for us or is it for other people? What is the priority behind the decisions that we make in our lives? When I'm deciding to lose weight is it because I want to feel good in myself, to feel healthier in how I am to look after my mental health or is it because I'm making that decisions for other people in my life Jesus today we're looking at the story of him and where he was eight days after his birth the decisions that were made for him on his behalf in his naming and in his circumcision and actually what it meant as a family to make those decisions We're also thinking a little bit about some of those very first visitors who came to see him. In our passage we see that the shepherds came to visit him. And who they were and why they came to visit this man at this time. I want to go back just to that moment where the shepherds come to visit. I want to think a little bit about those shepherds. Just briefly before we move on. These shepherds were looking after the sheep in the fields. What we know of shepherds at the time was that it wasn't a job for the wealthy to go and do. It was a lowly job. But like many jobs, there was still a hierarchy structure within the world of shepherds. That for them, there were good jobs as a shepherd and dangerous jobs as a shepherd. The dangerous jobs were those fields that were further and further away from the built-up areas. Because the further you went away the more chance there was of danger. The more chance there were of having wild animals coming to be predators and try and take that flock. Yet that's not who we hear about in these group of shepherds. These group of shepherds were looking after a group of sheep very close to the city. Or very close to where Jesus was born. So what we can assume from that is that these shepherds were actually pretty good shepherds. The best of the best worked their way up through the system, through the structure, to be known within their families as good shepherding families. They were looking after sheep that were very important because the sheep that were closer and closer were more and more expensive. When you came to make your offering to Christ, the more expensive an offering you could make meant that sheep was a purer sheep. There was less chance of it being mixed with anything sinful and actually, these sheep were the best of the best looked after by shepherds who were the best of the best. Then before them, a heavenly host of angels appear and say, go and find the newborn king. i they never not told a little piece of information which I want to think about. Did anyone stay or did all the shepherds go? Did all of the shepherds decide, Let's abandon this flock and go and see this king. Or did poor Joe stay behind to look after them? You know, imagine the conversation. Well, I'm not staying. Well, I'm not going. I'm definitely going. But for this moment, for this fleeting one-night visit, these shepherds were giving up potentially their whole career, their family's reputation for all they had worked so hard to achieve. They were willing to give it up for the moment of meeting Jesus as the newborn king in a stable. They were willing to consider what was important for them in that moment. What was the most important thing for them in their lives? In the same way that fishermen laid down their nets to go and follow Jesus later in life, we see here shepherds laying down their. I only really know shepherds from the Nativity Place, um, their dressing gowns and tea towels. Whatever it is, They laid it down at this moment and went to be with Jesus. To follow him and to see him in his first moment. This is the first thing I want to think of today. As we begin our new year, 2023. As we begin to ask, what does this year hold before us? What resolutions will I make for myself or for my family? Lay it all down and follow what matters. Lay down whatever it is that you have held before God and follow what matters. Maybe, just as these shepherds, it was their career, their jobs, what they held as the most important things that they were willing to lay down and follow to get to know Christ. Maybe it's wealth, maybe it's privilege, maybe it's the prioritizing of schedules. Where is it that we fit Christ into our hearts? into our lives. My resolution this year is I'm going to try Nicky Gumbel's Bible in a year. Uh, I've, I've always wanted to try it but I've always put myself off and said I'm too busy or the kids are too young or it's, it's, it's too hot maybe, maybe next year but this is the year that I'm going to try it. I'm going to uh, you, can, you can buy a book for it I'm going to download the app for it and I'm going to schedule my time make a, a prioritized decision in my life, to read the Bible and to read scriptures and to read the whole Bible uh, within a year. That's my schedule for the year, to lay down my times and and, and what I consider to be busy, to lay that down and to follow what really matters. What is it this year that we're going to lay down to follow? Our passage goes on and in our final verse we hear on the eighth day it was time to circumcise Jesus. He was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Mary and Joseph didn't have the most traditional of uh, pregnancies. We we know that this was a child outside of, of wedlock, that there was perhaps shame and difference upon the family. But yet they come and they still make this traditional Jewish practice of naming the child on the eighth day. That that Jesus was brought and he was circumcised. Actually in this, uh, there there, there were lots of practices that Mary and Joseph would have had to have followed uh, to to consider normal naming rites. There was lots of different things that go back to Exodus, back when we think of Exodus and the birth of Moses and the death of the firstborn sons, even to the day that when Jesus was born, when your firstborn son, uh, when, when your firstborn was, uh, was a boy, you were required to go and pay a redemption of the firstborn tax, that you went to the priests and you paid five shekels within the first month of your child being born, as an offering in remembrance. Of the sacrifices of the firstborn at that first Passover service. At that first time of Passover when children were taken from their homes. And that's the the chosen families were protected. At this time they still make these traditional offerings. In the understanding of following God's word. And what they believe to be right. They know what is sacred. And they follow it. They make decisions based on what they believe to be sacred practices and they hold firm to that. And that's the second thing this morning that we remember. As we think about our resolutions, as we think about our promises, know what is sacred. As we make our resolutions, we ask ourselves, are these sacred resolutions? Or are these for me? Now, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong sometimes with making resolutions for yourself. If you're making decisions of, I want to do this to look after my mental health, my physical health, my own well-being. Those are good, godly, healthy decisions to make. But how can we make our resolutions sacred? How can we make our resolutions and promises something that are promises to God as well? Actually, how can we, for me, it is I want to try and go for a run once a week. But how can I make that a sacred offering to God? Instead of me turning on a podcast or my music or whatever it is I might engage with, how can I make that a time of prayer or a time of offering or a time of worship to God? How can we take our promises and our resolutions and make those offerings to God in all that we do. Maybe it's that we uh, want to do something to spend more time with family. Our resolution is to, to set aside time to be with family and to visit them once every two weeks. How can we make this an offering to God? How can we pray to God every week for our family and then visit them every two weeks? Can our resolution be, I want to visit my family, but also when I'm there... I want to look for opportunities to share my faith and to talk about God and to talk about my church and to invite them to church. If your resolution is to eat more healthily, how can we then make that sacred to God? How can we look at what we're buying and making sure we're buying fair trade and things that honor God and respect uh, our our, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? How can we worship God in all of our resolutions? The last thing Mary and Joseph had to do, one of the last things, uh, if if you had a son, if a woman gave birth to a boy, she was required 40 days of being set aside to, for cleanliness, cleanliness reasons, to make herself clean again, she was required to separate herself from society for 40 days. If she gave birth to a daughter, that separation was for 80 days. This passage goes on a little bit uh, into verse 21 and onwards. If you're following along in Luke chapter 2 or have your Bibles, you can see this. uh, And in verse 24, let me read to you. Mary and Joseph went to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. And they went to make this offering and the offering that they make is for two young pigeons. This is uh, for the sin that come into the world and to purify a woman after childbirth again. The tradition was that you came and you brought this offering. Uh, the purification of childbirth. Levitical law is a bit heavy for January 1st, but if you'd like to know more about the laws of Leviticus, please come and talk to me and we'll have that conversation. But they came and the sacrifice was to make The suggested sacrifice was a lamb and a pigeon. Or a dove and a pigeon. Or if you couldn't afford it, you could make a sacrifice of two pigeons. And a sacrifice of two pigeons was called the offering of the poor. The offering of the poor was to cleanse the woman, to make her clean again. And if you could only afford to offer two pigeons, that was what you could get away with. This offering of the poor... This lowly offering was the family that Jesus was born into. Mary and Joseph didn't have lots of money. They came and they offered all that they could, which was two pigeons. But for God, that was enough. So that's the final thing this morning offer what you can. We're not called to make grand gestures of the most expensive things that are outside of our reach. Instead, we're called to offer what we can. Sarah and I were married four years before we were part of a program called uh, the Christians Against Poverty Money money Course, the CAP Money Course. Uh, And CAP are coming to share with us in a few weeks. And we'll hear a little bit about what they do to support people uh, struggling with money in the Lisburn area. But CAP is a, well, it's a, it's a global program, but started here in the UK. And we went on this CAP money course and we learned, we knew how to manage finances. We knew how to look after our money. But coming away from this course, it seems silly to say, but I genuinely felt like a better Christian for doing so. I learned how to manage my money in a way which glorified God. That yes, I had more money for myself at the end of every month but also we were able to increase our giving. We were able to increase what we were able to offer to other people because we were able to know we can offer what we can. We're not called to make the big grand gestures all the time. If they're beyond us, what we're called to offer is what we can. This is a new year ahead of us. This is a chance for fresh starts. This is a chance for us to set aside new time, more money, more priorities, whatever it is, new decisions for ourselves. We must lay it all down and follow what really matters, to follow Christ this year, to make that decision every day of the week. We must know what is secret, Have all of our decisions be sacred decisions. And finally, we must offer what we can. Offer all of our strength, whatever it is. We might feel that it's not enough, but to Christ, it's everything. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may we offer all that we can to you. We thank you for the gift of your Son. This Christmas time we thank you for all that he gave to us that as the shepherds who met him for the very first time looked after those sacrificial lambs we thank you that your son was the ultimate sacrifice for us the greatest gift the greatest promise that our sins are forgiven and that we may be close to you So, Father, may we make all our decisions to come close to you, to know you more and to trust in your name this year and forevermore. Amen.